Good afternoon, Melbourne. This is Sin 90.7 FM, and this you listen to Stories Are New with James, Evrim, and Ken. Joining us this week. Yay! How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Unfortunately, our co-host Eunice couldn't be here today, but shout out to her. She's here in spirit, but we got Ken, who's like <laughs> yeah. awesome. So yeah, not know. good enough, Eunice. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Fine. If you can hear this, Eunice. Yeah. Oh, we have mixed opinions of you. That's yeah, pretty much. So the just sentiments. know that next time you come when you come in. So Evram, what's this week's topic? What well, um, like I want to talk about something that it's um it's part of my daily life is the emotion of fear. Uh-huh. And I've often considered whether or not um, how rational my fears are and how much control I really have over them because I find I can control my behaviour but rarely my feelings. And when the two don't coincide, that's when I end up feeling like I'm leading quite a dishonest life, like when I feel differently to how I'm behaving. Mm. And I did a little bit of Googling about fear uh-huh. And I discovered that it's considered a response to a stimulus that occurs in anticipation to a risk to our body or life. So it's based around our perception of danger and what that is. However, mm. I know that what I find frightening, others will experience without any fear at all. Um, today, I wanted to discuss the idea that revolves around engaging with things that evoke fear in us and our experiences and sometimes how rational or irrational these mix of experiences are. Fear is often was evolved, you know, in us to keep us safe, and people use it um, use it as an emotion to push us to do and not do things all the time, whether rationally or irrationally. And I kind of like wanted to ask, like, do you guys think that fear can be used to make us act better? Is it, you know, abused like that emotion, or is it something because people seek out fear as well? And I yeah, want to exactly. talk about that. I, I too. suppose yeah. What I want to find out is it talking about fear or anxiety. Well, that's the thing is that I thought that anxiety was a different thing yeah, to fear. Yeah, like anticipating, like... Yeah, anticipa- danger, anticipation yeah, of... Danger. I thought that anxiety was anticipation of something that's unavoidable. Yeah. Rather than fear is, like, something that you are trying to avoid. You're going to die, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know if it's bringing well, it like, back to death. Well, like, you might feel that yeah. way, but I don't know if you necessarily are. Yeah, um, yeah that, that is a good point. Because I'm um, talking about um, sort of how we evolved um, that sort of flight and fight-or-flight response mm. that ha- occurs in animals and humans as well i think it's really interesting though like um as people uh i don't know if this is this was probably true 100 or 10 years ago but now it's not i don't think it's that much now like we have that response in our systems now maybe but it's you don't just think me. it's like it's like leftover but we don't need it in yeah, yeah we just sort of don't need it anymore we like kind of like on the top of the food chain now <laughs> whereas back then where they had not i, I don't want to say dinosaurs because we weren't like a, <laughs> alive when they were alive but right. back then we didn't have like cars and bulletproof vests and like guns. Not well, even that's the thing just, like, is that like I think that like society um, as a whole. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we just fear. I think I know that I fear very different sorts of things. Like, I mean, well, people fearing like social, like people feared social rejection, like a oh, hundred years ago. So not primal fear, sort of. Yeah. 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 Oh, I think alongside this though, I like to bring in. A bit of a different perspective to fear. Mm. Um, talking about fear in, in terms of anxiety, especially, and yeah. uh, the, the the how the anticipation of something that might threaten you can actually be the the threatening factor itself. Yeah. yeah. So with regards to things like panic attacks, yeah, uh, for people who have panic panic attacks, or people who have um, strokes, uh, especially people who have had strokes since birth, yeah, um, often due to some sort of laceration in their brain development or something like that. And uh, what happens is that people like strokes don't feel good. Okay, <laughs> panic attacks don't feel good. I think we can empirically sort of say that. 
But what happens is that individuals who experience strokes and panic attacks on a consistent basis or a relatively frequent basis become so fearful of it that the fear of it itself actually incites panic attacks yeah. and incites, um, like not strokes itself, but incites like the, the lead up yeah. to the panic attack. Yeah, exactly. And this fear of it can actually lead to multiple panic attacks that occur concurrently, consecutively. Yeah. And it's such a like it's it's it seems almost counterintuitive to have this yeah. function within us. In fact, it is so counterintuitive. Yeah. Um, it's well, like, it's like you don't yeah. have control over it. It's like something that's like it's controlling you rather than exactly like, yeah You're controlling it yeah, which doesn't seem like very intuitive like way of living yeah. I guess yeah. Um, Having sort of served in the military before and undergone treatment for post traumatic stress disorder, yeah. um, the way that my 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 psychologists I say multiple of them have described <laughs> it to me in a really really sort of humorous way I found was uh, instead of calling fear like this you know dark massive red fearful force <laughs> yeah you know like uh, i think it mostly like purple in my mind yeah. for some reason like, like a dark violet purple <laughs> yep. kind of color instead of that they've always described to me as more of like a donald duck or goofy kind of character yeah that fear is the guy who is you know like like you're crossing a road there's nothing in the road you know you're walking then your your, your, your goofy friend holds you back and he's like i just saved your life <laughs> you know it makes no sense to be afraid there, there, there is no foundation to your fear yeah. but your fear sometimes overreacts like that so it's like you know your friend that you've got to be like hey don't be so over the top sort yeah. of thing like don't they gotta chill yeah, and, yeah. And they, they've got all the good intentions as well because mm. they're like I just saved your life yeah. kind of thing you know but <laughs> in reality like what You're they've open. just done is completely goofy and I think that's a really interesting way to think about fear because I found that after sort of trying to think about it in that light yeah that often fear manifests itself in, in ways where like you have a voice in your head which tells you that you can't make it or you can't do this or you will fail you know yeah. they will reject you etc yeah. etc so you don't do things that instead if you think about that and more of like a Donald Duck like Donald oh Duck, you yeah. can't make it kind of thing you know <laughs> like, like shut oh, up yeah. <laughs> yeah. you hear Donald yeah. Duck's voice in your head rather than like <laughs> exactly or whatever yeah, and yeah. you get out your gun Obviously, yeah. it's not like, you know, it's not it's not like a scientifically accurate way to dis- to, to, <laughs> to sort of discuss how fear works, but I think it's a very productive way to do so. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like you're separating it from That's yourself, right. so it's yeah. like it's an outside force that like you don't have to necessarily identify with yeah. to yourself, and not a necessarily like malevolent one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we have a pretty good song coming up for you guys at the moment. It's one of Bob Dylan's most famous songs. And it revolves around the media sphere of him and the subculture that was created by his music. Um, it, like a quote that I found that I really liked was, Dylan's songs revolves around the mishaps of Mr. Jones, who keeps blundering into strange situations, and the more questions he asks, the less, wor- less the world makes sense to him. So this is Ballad of a Thin Man by Bob Dylan. <laughs> 